Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wigdall, how are you? Doing good. Good. Our topic today comes courtesy of my mother, actually. A few, uh, few weeks ago, eh, maybe it was a couple months ago, I got a text out of the blue from her saying, is the Myers-Briggs legit? Question mark. Mm. No explanation, no context. Just that. <laughs> Just that. Uh, I mean, eventually I got more of the story, but um, I think it's a pretty good question because this, I think a lot of people have heard of the Myers-Briggs um, personality test. Basically, it's a, it's a pretty mainstream, culturally known um, way of thinking about personality. You know, people say, I am not INF. PJ or whatever. You <laughs> yeah, <know. laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this is one of the most common things when people find out I'm a psychologist, they tell me, I'm an INFP or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know the, the... We're showing our cards here by like bumbling the, the typology <laughs> yeah. of Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Um, but it is a very, I think um, it's a very, in a lot of ways, appealing and accessible way for a lot of people to think about personality. And for a lot of people, it's the first thing they encountered. Like I think it may have been my first... It's the first thing I remember thinking about personality is when I was like the, after I'd gotten accepted to college and knew where I was going, they, as a part of kind of matching you up with a roommate, they, I took the Myers-Briggs right. personality test. Um, Cause you don't want to get two people with crazy different personalities um, in the same dorm room or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but let's talk from, I think we can both agree though, from a clinical psychology point of view, like, I don't remember, I don't know if I ever heard anyone talk about the Myers-Briggs in four plus years of, six plus years of grad school in, in psychology. So it's it's something that a lot of, yes, psychologists about it, and they're going to go, no, I don't, you know, like, I don't really know much about it. I don't really use it. People don't really talk about it at conferences or in the research or anything like that. So so what's the deal, I guess, is, <laughs> is the Myers-Briggs legit? How come so many people know about it, but then psychologists don't particularly use it very much? I, I, the background on the Myers-Briggs, because uh, I'm much like you, I, I'd never even really heard of it um, educationally in my, in my education. Um, uh, but, the, but the background on it is, is, is it, it's derived from kind of Jungian philosophy, um, and students of him kind of took took his uh, personality theory and created the Myers Briggs. Yeah, and they to be clear they they weren't exactly um, they weren't psychologists they weren't really researchers right. trained in creating tests and and stuff like that. Not that that I mean everyone's got to start somewhere, right? But right. It, I think a lot of people assume that this was created by professors and researchers in some academic institution or something. And it definitely wasn't. It yeah, was. definitely not. Definitely not. Um, some psychological theory was kind of um, used in its creation, but the, the people who created it were not formally trained in test construction or, um, or, or had any kind of basic training on uh, psychological science. So it, it, it's, it's, it's I think it's derived from, some some uh, Jungian psychology, but um, I think a couple of the dimensions even aren't aren't even encompassed in Jungian psychology. They were just kind of added by the developer because they were interesting. Yeah, um, and we, and what we should say that that's at least my experience with with a lot of psychologists and clinicians I know is that 
a Jungian psychology generally is kind of approached that way. It's it's very interesting, and a lot of there's some people who use it directly in a clinical sense, but the vast majority of people don't actually use Jungian psychology mm-hmm. very explicitly in the way they practice. So it's it's a it's a test based off a theory that is not um, particularly Robust. yeah implemented or yeah at least in terms of practical psychology yeah not a lot of research uh there at all Uh, but the the question of whether the myers-briggs is legit i guess i would um posit the question legit for what yeah what does legit mean that would be my Mm -hmm. question um maybe back to your mother who sent us this question which would be um legitimate in what way because a lot of people really love the myers-briggs um they they it, it seems to be um, a useful tool in being somewhat self-reflective mm-hmm. about what's important to you and the questions on there ask you, you know, about general characteristics that you feel like you have. Um, and so I think it's legit in so much as it, it, it may give you some insight into your preferences and, and uh, your position. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I think about it. Like if I was going to make a case for in what sense is that statement true, the Myers-Briggs is legit. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's a legit way, um, with some caveats maybe, for people to maybe ease into thinking about their own psychology and their own personality. And mm-hmm. if they haven't had a lot of experience with those kind of more reflective questions or been in therapy or something like that, it's a pretty accessible way to start thinking about and self-reflecting and, and maybe even becoming a little more self-aware, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what a lot of people use it for. And when they say I am an INFP, mm-hmm. um, usually what they're referring to are the characteristics that they scored high in on this test. And, and to them, that is something that they uh, may relate to when they get their result. They're mm-hmm. like, man, I do kind of feel like I, I see the things that way and experiencing things that way. Um, but, but again, I mean, as far as test construction goes, um, extroversion and introversion are, are, are two dimensions measured on the Myers-Briggs, and you either are one or the other, which is a strange thing because um, you could score, you know, nine answers one way, seven the other, and you're going to be whatever that nine was. So it doesn't really allow for any nuance in your personality, more so it's trying to find maybe the stronger characteristics, but the way that's measured is, you know, you're you're either going to be one or the other, which is odd because most people are kind of on a spectrum in their extroversion. Yeah. So let, maybe let's back up a tad. And so sure. the basic characteristics, when people say like, you know, I'm an uh, ESFJ, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There are these four basic kind of um, polarities that you, you get a type based on. You take all these, you answer all these questions and they are introversion versus extroversion, right? Sensing versus intuition or intuiting, thinking versus feeling, mm-hmm. and judging versus perceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the the Myers Briggs is it's kind of framed around you know how do you kind of go about your life and make decisions in your life. So do you, for example, with the thinking versus feeling, are you someone who kind of goes with your gut um, and just kind of makes a decision based on how you feel, or are you more analytical and kind of do a, make a pros cons list and mm-hmm. then use that as a way to make a decision, mm-hmm. right? Um. But then, okay, so that so you answer a bunch of questions and it sort of rates you as you're, you basically fall on one side or the other. I think in the actual, if you take like a real Myers-Briggs battery, it, there's a little more nuance to it. You don't just get one score. You get, um, there's some more balance. Flavors. Score, yeah. yeah, they kind of tell you a little bit more. Um, 
But maybe it would be helpful to kind of compare that to, or to talk about that in the context of when you, like when you talk about test construction and how like a, a professional psychologist or someone who creates personality tests or validates them, how, what to you constitutes a sort of scientifically solid personality test? Like how would you assess whether a, a test was more scientifically valid or not? Like what goes into that for you? Um, well, I think you're going to, you'll you're probably look at some kind of theory that you're working from. And maybe those are like the big five personality traits that we've discussed briefly on our podcast before. Um, but you would probably start with a pretty sound theory and build a test, um, out of items that would, um, um, directly test that theory basically, or go along with that theory. So mm -hmm. you, you would test those five, uh, personality traits, um, with uh, a sample of questions and, and the questions, the test would be constructed in a way to avoid maybe real binary kind of findings like that. Mm. Um, you, you'd word questions in a way that would, would elicit uh, maybe a more revealing um, answer from your participants. Um, but it would be thoughtful. And there'd be a lot of statistical analysis around how valid your measure was and how reliable your your measure is. Okay, wait talk about so i think you could make the case that the the in my experience with the myers-briggs like it is based off of a theory right we, we could kind of quibble about like mm -hmm, th mm -hmm. that theory and to what degree it's based off of it but it's and a lot of these things are i mean you could do worse than saying a good way to think about personality is that there are these kind of major dimensions mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. versus extroversion sensing versus whatever it's got a lot of what we would call face validity it like sounds fairly reasonable like at first blush right yeah so uh, let's say let's say those kind of things theoretically are kind of checked off you mentioned two other things um reliability and validity mm -hmm. so what what does that have to do with uh whether a test is particularly legit or not uh, validity is a measure of whether or not your test actually um tests what you think it does mm, right. um are, so and and i i would actually argue that um maybe half the traits they've got mentioned there seem face valid to me. Okay. Um, so there's a problem with validity, I think. I, I, I don't know many personality traits that have things like thinking versus feeling um, as, a, as, a, as a way of making decisions on them. Um, yeah, but don't you, think, don't you think a lot of people would basically go like, yeah, like I'm someone who generally like, I just kind of think really analytically when I make decisions or like I'm the kind of person who just kind of goes with their gut and like, I think at least at first blush, a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's pretty legit. Like, that's that's basically describes how I make decisions. And, and that might be a behavior you engage in, but I would say, what does that say about your personality, so to speak? Mm. So what is that really getting at in, in, as far as personality? Whereas extroversion, introversion, that makes sense to me. Okay. So, so I could argue some face validity there, but um, then reliability basically is, do you get, um, are you able to kind of hit that target over and over and over again? Are you able to, so if I, if I take the Myers-Briggs and it tells today and it tells me I'm an I N T P. Right. And then I take it again in six months and all of a sudden I'm a E N F J. Yeah. That would not be reliable because theoretically personality is fairly stable and you should yeah. get basically yeah. the same um, basically, yeah. Answer at the end. Right? You're exactly right. So yeah, if your test is constantly giving you different results, it's not very reliable. Reliable, yeah. And so I, unlike the vast majority of these uh, podcast episodes, I actually did a little bit of research <laughs> for this one. <laughs> um, and 
it definitely seems to be the case that there there is some research mm -hmm. on the Myers-Briggs, not as much as on a lot of other personality tests. And it kind of falls into two camps. There's like two buckets of research on the Myers-Briggs. There's research that's, and the, the bulk of it seems to be research that's done by the organization that owns and sells the Myers-Briggs sure. personality. Sure, <laughs> makes sense. Test. Um, and maybe not surprisingly, a lot of those research findings are very supportive um, and positive about the reliability, validity, whatever of the, but more independent research seems to be, seems to suggest that it's less uh, reliable and valid, that it, it doesn't have great um, reliability. So it's it often is the case that someone will take it once and then get a different sort of score mm -hmm. or answer when they take it again. And that it's not, um, especially valid like it, it may not be actually measuring the things that it claims to be measured measuring so and i think that's a big part of why in you see it used in um organizations and corporations a lot mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's virtually non-existent in research and clinical settings um, and, and that, that would be the ultimate um question again is you know if you're using this with your employees so that they can be reflective and think about how they interact with other people and, and that, that makes perfect sense. Go ahead and, and, and do it. But if you're trying to get a real feel for someone, for who someone is, what their personality characteristics are, I don't think I'd be able to tell much about them from the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how I fall on it too, is that I think on an individual basis, if you're, you know, aware of its kind of limitations and, and strengths and what it does and doesn't do, and you use it as a tool for self-reflection or, or furthering your self-awareness. I think it can be helpful in particular. But here's the thing, my kind of hot take on it. I think people get really obsessed with the types at the end. Again, everyone's got their, mm -hmm. uh, I'm an INFPJ or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a lot less helpful than the act of taking the test. I think when you sit down and take the test and there's a question of like, you know, generally I prefer to, if I have free time, I would like to meet up with a friend or curl up with a good book. Like, mm -hmm. As you take that question, think through like, oh yeah, like, hmm, I, do I have this tendency? Do I actually like going out or is that sort of like a social pressure that I feel and that's why I'm tempted mm -hmm. to answer that? Mm -hmm. So I think the process of going through the test could be really instructive and helpful in helping you think through your own personality and psychology. Um, and the, you know, the little type you get at the end, whatever, like mm -hmm. it, <laughs> it's fine, it's fun. Um, but if your goal is to be more self-reflective and think through your personality, I would encourage people to take, and you can take their free pirated version of this on the web, but <laughs> you can take a version of this and just, but use the questions. Don't just rush through the questions to get like your answer, but the, what's illuminating is often your reactions to an individual question. Yeah. Or, or, or if you, you know, really have extreme scores in one area, that might mm -hmm. be kind of interesting to, yeah, to, look, to at. look at, but I, I would agree with you. I think it's a legit test for self-reflection. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.